Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Friday the 14th of June. Coming up, apps blamed for increase in sexually transmitted infections in Kent. We are worried and we and we are ensuring that people have easier access to um, testing so that we can identify those people who are positive and treat them successfully. Organisations honoured at charity awards. It's a reward and satisfaction for the staff because they're the ones who do all the work. Um, and it's just, it's great that they're recognised for what they do. And final preparations for Canterbury's Pride. We're expecting around 20,000 people um, to come through the event and to be visiting our beautiful city. Kent Online News. First today, more than 300 high-rise buildings across England, including some in Medway, still have unsafe cladding on them, similar to that used on Grenfell Tower. Today marks two years since the blaze in West London, which claimed 72 lives. The Fire Brigade's union says thousands of people are at risk across the country. Karen Masili is from Grenfell United, which represents some survivors and bereaved families. Everything has changed yet nothing has changed for us at least so many things have been sort of brought to light in terms of policies and you know building regulations etc what has actually happened to make sure this never happens again not a lot. Figures show there's been an increase in the number of sexually transmitted infections being diagnosed in Kent. Just over 5,200 people in the county were found to have an STI last year, over 400 more than in 2017. Some health experts fear an increase in the use of dating apps could be linked to the rising figures. Earlier I spoke to Andrew scott Clark, who's the Director of Public Health at Kent County Council. We know that we're offering more testing uh, of people who suspect they have an STI. Uh, and of course, once you start looking for it, you're going to find it. But we are seeing generally a, an increasing trend of more STIs being diagnosed. The good thing about diagnosing it is that we can then treat it, and most of these infections are absolutely treatable, although there is a worry for some infections, particularly gonorrhea, that we have seen Uh, a very, very small number of cases, not in Kent, but nationally, uh, of multiple drug resistance. And we would be worried if we we were seeing that. Um, But we are worried and we we are ensuring that people have easier access to um, testing so that we can identify those people who are positive and treat them successfully. And why do you think there has been this rise in the number of people being diagnosed? I think there's all sorts of reasons. Um, One is we're looking for it. Two is that there is um, a a general uh, lack of awareness about what protection you should should have. And although we're trying to do all the work in schools and and with people, um, attitudes to sexual relationships have changed and the evidence is that um, particularly for older people, that they, they don't necessarily think that they are at risk, particularly in, in, in older years. And of course, they absolutely are. So um, we're doing a bit of work with some of our partners in Europe um, on a project to, to, to look into that in more, more depth. When you say older people, what kind of age are you talking so about? So we're talking about over 45s, and particularly those people that have been in uh, monogamous relationships for a number of years and then suddenly find themselves um, single and footloose and fancy free um, 
you know the 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 opportunity and particularly the social networks that inv- that exist out there um, gives access to multi-partnered relationships that perhaps weren't there in the past. Um, and the one message we would say is that you know the best way to protect yourself from sexually transmitted infections are to use a condom. And do you think um, that maybe things like dating apps have contributed to this rise? I think generally social media has has um, contributed to it, uh, whether that be dating apps or um, social networks um, uh, sites. I, I think just the the accessibility and and you know knowing who's around locally does make accessibility to this type of behaviour. Uh, easier. And it's been suggested that perhaps funding cuts are partly to blame for this. Is that something you agree with? There's no evidence at the moment that funding's having an impact on on sexually transmitted illness. We know that accessibility to sexual health services has been maintained uh, ever since we got in, uh, we came from the NHS into the council. Uh, so I wouldn't say funding cuts is um, the issue of this. What we are doing is ensuring that people have better access to testing and they don't need to go to a service to get tested. Uh, and that's helping us to find more, more disease uh, and helping us to get those diseases treated more effectively. Kent Online reports. Police have released a CCTV image of a man they want to speak to after a woman was assaulted on a bus in Tunbridge Wells. She was targeted as she got off the number seven bus in the St John's Road area last month by a man who'd sat down next to her and tried to start a conversation. You can see the picture in our story online. Part of a Kent primary school is going to have to stay closed for the rest of term following extensive flooding. St Catherine's in Snodland was affected by the heavy rain earlier this week and children have been unable to go in for the last two days. From Monday, younger pupils will be back on site but older ones are having to go to the nearby Homesdale Secondary School for lessons until the summer holidays. Police have dismissed reports on social media that a man tried to kidnap a 10-year-old boy in Rochester. Hundreds of parents have shared a Facebook post that claims the child was approached by a masked man in a white Audi van in Maidstone Road while on his way to school on Wednesday. Detectives say they were called to the scene but after conducting inquiries discovered it had never happened. They've had words with the boy and his parents. Highways bosses have released the latest plans for a multi-million pound revamp of the Stockbury roundabout. The scheme includes a new flyover for A249 traffic and two new free-flowing slip roads from Maidstone and Sheppey. If agreed, work's due to get underway in March next year. Now, the work of hundreds of volunteers across Kent has been celebrated at the Kent Charity Awards. Ten organisations were recognised at the ceremony last night for the support they give to vulnerable people and animals across the county. The top prize went to Oasis Domestic Abuse Services, which supports women and children who are the victims of violence in their own homes. Charlie's been chatting to the chairman of trustees, Derek Downs. So you won the big prize tonight. We did, yes. How are you feeling about that? Uh, Flabbergasted, I think, is the is the right word. Um, yeah, obviously, it was a, a tremendous surprise when there are so many great charities represented here tonight. To uh, come out as the overall winners was uh, a great shock. And, and what work do you do? 
we um, well we we have a our prime aim is to um, work with um, women and children who've been the victims of domestic violence. We have a refuge in Med in um, Thanet and a refuge in Dover for high-risk women and children who've who've been the victims. We also work in the community with um, women and children who are medium or low risk. And we also do a lot of work in schools with children to try and prevent the progression of domestic violence because a lot of youngsters who, whose only life has been witnessing that sort of behavior, they are liable to grow up and think that is the norm. And we're trying to break that habit so that um, they will see that there are, are better ways of, of behaving. And so how long has the charity been running for? Sorry. 25 years. Wow. And is, is, is this sort of the first time you've won this award? Uh, yes, yes. We've been here before, but uh, we weren't successful in the past. Hey, it makes up for it now that you've done oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and what does this award mean for you? Well, obviously it's, it's a reward and satisfaction for the staff because they're the ones who do all the work. Um, and it's just, it's great that they're recognised for what they do. Homeless charity Catching Lives, the Wildwood Trust and the Young Lives Foundation were some of the other charities recognised, along with the Heart of Kent Hospice, Tunbridge Wells Mental Health Resource and the Air Ambulance. Kent Online News. Thousands of people are gathering in Canterbury tomorrow for the annual Pride celebrations. There'll be a colourful parade through the city as well as events at Dane John Gardens. Organiser Ed Withers told us more about the event. We're bringing everyone together um, for a massive party to uh, remember the progress that's been made with LGBTQ rights, the progress we've still got to make, but also to have a fantastic time while we're doing it. So what you can expect is a fantastic day. The uh, atmosphere will be as electric as ever. Starts off with a parade which leaves the Marlowe Theatre and moves all the way up to our event in the Dane John Gardens. We've got a fantastic stage show as well with um, some amazing acts like Nadine Coyle from Girls Aloud and Got One and just loads of you know amazing uh, performers. Uh, and then we finish off the night with an after party. So it's a jam-packed day that's gonna be full of atmosphere and great fun. So the event opens at 11 a.m. at the Dane John Gardens. The parade leaves the Marlowe Theatre at 11.30am and moves up the high street so you can join the high street and watch that come up and give it a wave as it passes. Um, and then everyone comes into the park and uh, that's when the show starts um, and things will wrap up around 7. We're expecting around 20,000 people um, to come through the event and to be visiting our beautiful city to celebrate LGBTQ Pride with us. We've got a great show um, lined up. Um, we're going to be expecting all kinds of exciting things from our performers. Gok Wan is doing this uh, drag showdown, which sounds awesome. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's really nice to have these big names that we can bring down to Canterbury um, so that we can put on a great show, especially when we can um, get LGBTQ performers involved. Um, and... Performers that may not be LGBTQ, but allies are really important to the LGBTQ community. Um, so it's great to have them involved too. Pride is an extremely significant event for the LGBTQ community. It's um, an annual reminder of some very important things, whilst at the same time managing to have a fantastic time while we're doing it and 
come together and celebrate with your local community. Um, it's really important for it to be part of the city that people live in so that they know that their friends, their neighbours, their colleagues support them. I'm hoping to achieve a safe, fun and memorable pride. Um, it's really important to the organising team that everybody comes away feeling like um, they have found a new enthusiasm and energy for life and at the same time have uh, achieved something it's always nice to bring together different communities and um, to involve communities together in a way that builds bridges and uh, creates connections. Kent Online Sport. Football land with the World Cup underway. Some of the Gillingham Girls Academy squad have been telling us about their hopes for the future of the women's game. The under-18 side didn't have enough players a year ago, but after recruiting last season, they went on to win the Southern Premier Division of the National League. Joe's been chatting to Olivia Cavanagh-Spool, Scarlett Kelly and Libby Burley, as well as Katie Whitmore from the Kent FA. This club has given us a lot, like the chairman, he has given us a lot of support this season that they probably didn't have last season so I think there is a big change happening for the women's game at the moment and we're just looking forward to seeing it. Before I joined Gillingham I never thought that I would be going to the USA at all like it was never something that I could even think was possible and to be living that dream very very soon is I can't even put it into words. It's a fantastic opportunity and all the best for it. Katie, at Kent FA, your role is obviously getting more women into sport, more female coaches. Tell us a little bit about the work you guys are doing to, to help. Uh, so something we're doing at the moment, we uh, within the age groups of 5 to 11, we have Wildcats running throughout the county. Um, many grassroots teams have them and we try and promote them in schools as well. Uh, we've also got recreational teams going for the missed generation, so not only are we focusing on the younger age groups, we're also focusing on those that maybe were around when the stigma was quite bad um, and they got a little bit put off from playing and now this is a great opportunity, especially with the World Cup, then moving forward to, to go on and play. Do you think that stigma is still there though? Or do you still think there's a... a... I think there is slightly, um, because obviously it's not... I mean, the promotion that they've got within the World Cup, 6.1 million watching it, yesterday that, that just shows the complete difference that we've got um, but there's still obviously a little bit of work to be done um, within women's football. Libby what were your experiences playing um, as a youngster? Are you, I mean I remember you speaking to you um, last week about you know some of your experiences having to play in, in, in boys teams as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah playing in boys teams it was difficult like you know you, nowadays you, you go into primary schools and you can see there's young girls playing um, there's teams, you know, local teams, like Katie said, the Wildcats is a good thing at the moment. But yeah, growing up, there wasn't that option. And so now to have that is really important, especially for like, young girls to get in the sport, get everyone involved. I think that's really important. Do you ever think, or Katie, do you think we, we will ever be able to bridge that gap of, of females to males in sport? I think so. I think as each uh, competition comes along and the girls do really well, um, and the more that we, you know, Show, show the sport. Um, the girls are great role models for that next generation now to inspire them so that they're aware of the opportunities, um, not just playing, but you know, you've got your young female referees coming forward, your young female coaches, um, and just making sure that there's that female role model there for the next generation. To have, like you said, to have them role models is important, to have that vision. Obviously, at the football club, we have the vision from RTC to ladies is so important. And then 
see female role models so important for young girls in sport to get them involved. Kent Online Showbiz. Little Mix are back with a new song which they're promising will be a summer bop. Bounce Back samples the 80s classic Back to Life by Soul to Soul. Jesse, Jade, Leanne and Perry have been chatting about it on KMFM Breakfast with Gary and Laura. Little Mix! Yay! Now you are back with a brand new single, Bounce Back. Oh my gosh, tell us about it. It is an absolute tune. Bounce Back is fun and summery. Fun, summery, it's a vibe. We knew we wanted a sort of like summer bop. And when we heard the sort of soul to soul sample, we were like, this is a tune, tunage. We like the idea of um, our sort of older fan base feeling a bit nostalgic and feeling summery and loving the song and then obviously we've probably got younger fans who probably don't even know what the song is so. yeah they'll have heard it and it's thought winner, oh winner. you heard that and the mums and dads will be singing along like we know this tune already yeah, girls yeah, exactly. we've got it <laughs> bit of throwback vibes though we like that yeah. little ticks if you could get tickets to go and see another band who would it be or singer solo as well who would, well we, we were just actually talking about our obsession with Billie Eilish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Okay. We would definitely go and watch her. Uh, your little flicks, best movie. Oh, this is hard because I'm That's such a too movie. Hard. Easy yeah. for me, Titanic. Oh, come oh, on, it's a classic. That was on the other day. Yeah, yeah a bit of Jack and Rose action. Was there room on the door? What do you reckon? Of course Absolutely. there was. Yeah, there yeah. was. That was very selfish. That's a travesty, no. that is. Okay, little fix. Any of you got any DIY stories, any successes or failures? Ooh, I'm quite good at that, yeah. yeah. I enjoy doing the old Ikea uh, flat pack. <laughs> Come on, Jade. <laughs> no, when we lived together, Jade pretty much put up every bit of furniture we had while I sat and watched with a drink. <laughs> I like your style, Harry. Very good. Not, I just can't. I haven't got the patience for that. Do you get two mobs to go around Ikea yourself or do you get it delivered? Oh, I love an Ikea trip. I like the meatballs. I was going to say. Speaking of food, Little Licks, your oh. favourite ice cream. Oh, here we go for the summer Ooh. bop. Ben and Jerry's mint choc chunk. Oh, Ben and Jerry's uh, chocolate fudge brownie. That's mm. a good one. Oh, that's I'm not a good an one. ice cream kind of gal, if I'm honest. What about oh, a lolly? You can have a lolly. <gasps> How can you not be? Hagen does. So it's caramel ice cream. Yes, with melted chocolate over the top, but I ask for it in a separate cup so it doesn't go hard and then I dunk it. Okay, that is a game changer. I'm partial to a simple vanilla. I just love vanilla ice cream. Do you know what? I'm with you. Get vanilla, oh, you can't go wrong. Really? Yeah, really a good vanilla. I'm you don't want anything on the caramel. Else. No, yeah, vanilla all the way. Okay, science to play Say It Is, our celebrity version Little Mix have smashed it as a team before no one can touch them. We're playing solo style today. Jade from Little Mix is ready to go. We've got 60 seconds on the clock. Laura's going to describe a bunch of words. Jade, are you poised and ready? Ready. <laughs> It. It's where the Queen lives. Where does she live? The Put place in Hellas. Yes, um, it's what you have with a curry. It's pilau or uh, mushroom. Yeah, um, it's what you have in a sandwich. Two bits of what to make a sandwich um, on the outsides. Yeah, um, it's what you throw in the winter. The white stuff when you crunch it together, you throw it at people. Um, yes, um, it's what you have maybe at bonfire night. It's a sausage in a bun, and it's a type of animal <laughs> that's really warm. Yeah, uh, it's not your son. It's the female equivalent of a son. A yes, um, it's a, a thing that flies. Vampire, black one. They hang upside down. Bad. And uh, yeah, um, it's what you jump over at school on sports day. You have to jump over the what? Get in the race. Uh, yes, yeah. It's what you get if you haven't cleaned on the side, the grey furry stuff. Just. That, yeah, um, it's what you have with fish um, from the shop. Um, yeah, um, it's a really big bird, a massive one that runs really fast, got a really long neck. 
Um, Ostrich. Yes, um, he's the head teacher at Hogwarts um, with Harry Potter in, the head teacher. Dumbledore. Yeah, um, E.T.'s one, they come from outer space. Alien. Yes, um, it's uh, jam and something, it's yellow liquid that's hot you have normally. Um, yes. Um, oh, well done. Okay, um, we've got 14 oh. on the scoreboard, oh, which is an excellent solo score. Good. That puts you in amongst the people like Ed Sheeran, <laughs> who've played before. Uh, I think you might even be up there with Anton Dubeck from Strictly Come Up. Yes, showbiz. What an honour. What an honour. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Thank bye. you, darling. Bye. 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 And finally today, Whitstable Oysters and Kentish Ale have made it onto a list of the top 10 most Instagrammed dishes in the UK. The studies looked at 150 million hashtags and found haggis is the most talked about food, followed by Stilton and Cornish pasties. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.